see some movement at the takeoff zone. It's Kelly Slater grabbing rail. A clean entry. This thing holding open. It spits. When it spit me, I thought it was going to spit me off my board. Comes out with the spit. Spits him out. Comes out after the spit. Gets spat out of another good-looking wave here. Spit, spit, spit. We're just spitballing, right? Yeah, I got I don't want you to tell me anything about your experience here at the Surf Ranch Pro that isn't on record. I want it all on on mic. Well, first let me say good afternoon. Welcome us to the show. It's Saturday. And uh, yeah, guy. Give us your spit intro, dude. Did, is, is this really the beginning of our show, or are you just is this your podcast that you're doing? Is this the Hurley thing, or is this spit? Spit. Yeah, friggin' guy. Welcome everybody. Spit. David Lee Scales, Scott Bass, joining you from Lemoore, California. Did you just, just south get off, of Fresno. Did you just get off the golf course? Hi, Jake. No, I I uh, I got off the plane. What do you mean, visor gate? You you got the full <laughs> you got the full golf outfit on, man. I'm going low pro. I don't want people to know that I'm a surfer because surfers are the worst. Golfers might be the second worst, though. At least at least golfers are friendly. Yeah, but if you put those stickers up around the golf course, they get peeled down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. So tell me, uh, I don't even know anything about your travel day. Okay. Like this is all brand yeah. new to me and fans. How'd you get here? So I flew in from San Diego, an hour flight up to fresno what time did you get on the plane 8 45 easy off the plane at 10 onto a um hertz gold car and then drove right over it's 45 minutes to the parking area i got on a shuttle it was another probably 10 minutes before i got off the shuttle and here i am and i'm sincerely excited it's fascinating i I saw Yago Dora's wave. I happened to catch that. That was amazing. Is that the wave of the event so far? The I don't nine, know. What nine did he get a it's right there. I think Gabriel had like a 9-2 something and Philippe had a 9-1 something. So it's definitely right there. So um, I thought it was going to be really baking hot, but the wind's nice. The breeze is kind of doing Being on the second floor of this tower helps. It helps a lot, right? The pool next Bob door. Dylan, Jessica, save us Willie. You want to get Jake on My the mic? My friend Jake Howard just walked Say by. hi, Jake. What, ask him uh, important questions, something that'll be revealing, Scott. What do the people want Jake, to know about Jake Howard? Are you here writing for the Surfer's Journal, or why are you here? I'm here writing for the WSL today. Oh, okay, so you're you're in an employee of the WSL, so we're not going to get any real honesty out of you. We're just going to get company line stuff. Hey, we're having a great time, and that's complete honesty. I'm enjoying the shit out of this. I've got to go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just talking to the athletes. I don't know. They don't. I don't know any secrets. I know nothing. Okay. Yeah. What's your gut feeling on the athletes' um, reception to this event? Like your honest gut feeling. Tell me about that. I think um, some people are really embracing it, and some people are kind of trying to figure out the the the, the format a little bit. Like yeah. the young guys, especially, seem to be pretty psyched on it. Um, yeah. Where maybe the guys who don't have those like kind of progressive air game. It's a little bit harder. Kind of a pretty big differentiating factor, you know? All right. So young guys are digging it. Older guys, maybe not so much. That makes sense. You know, the most fascinating interview I saw yesterday was with, and I think it was Thomas Hermes yesterday, but it was one of the rookie Brazilians, and he was struggling out here. And it was a fascinating interview because he was honest. He was sincere. He's like, you know what? This is difficult. This is tough. This isn't what I expected it to be. 
the fans, the pressure, feeling it. And he, he basically, you know, he, he, he basically came from the heart in his interview and it was a really good one. I was wishing that they would have continued it because it, yeah. I think that as much as we want to see the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat is fascinating from a fan's perspective as well. And we really got that from him. And I think it was Thomas Hermes. Do you remember this interview? I did not see the interview. That's the thing, kind of working behind the scenes. I'm not actually seeing a lot of what's being seen online. I'm not even seeing complete waves. I'm not, I don't know what scores are going down. Um, so I've been going back at night and kind of re capping the day what i'd be interested to hear from jake first and you scott is like i have this theory that the barrel the reason why the barrel was the pinnacle of surfing for so long is that it's so scarce in the ocean you have to work so hard to find it out here knowing that it's guaranteed it's going to be a lot less enjoy it's just going to be less thrilling and it's going to be less thrilling for the viewer to watch as well and i think that was validated last night when we saw gabriel outrun the barrel and then do the corrupt flip Felipe outrun the barrel and then do the alley-oop and those became the highest scoring rides of the day Jake what are your thoughts on that like are we going to get to the point where we don't even care about if the guy gets barreled or not uh, you know what that's interesting I kind of I was thinking the same thing you know the barrel how are they going to score it because every wave has a barrel on it it's not a, a rarity um, but then you see somebody like Steph Gilmore in the barrel and she uh, rides it really elegantly and really gracefully through it um, so there's probably place for that you know I think and and you see people that get really when they get really deep you kind of hear a reaction from the the viewers here where they kind of hold their breath and and then a guy makes it out and even though it's uh, maybe a foregone conclusion that the wave is coming the fact that they make it out is still kind of entertains the the crowd a little bit um, and there's barrels that people aren't making because they kind of dredge out and have to negotiate and they don't make the that, negotiation that, that last the, the, the barrel on the last right or the barrel on the end of the right especially you've seen a lot of people um, get stuck way behind it and not right. make it out and um, you know it's different than an ocean barrel it, it you can't pump through it as easy but yeah yeah somebody needs to grab water yes. so, um, good to see you Jake no. no thank you though come back sing a song for us when you come back by We're the way I like the Fu Manchu too it's looking good that's a good point. I didn't plan ahead like you did. So what are your thoughts on that, Scott, in terms you know, of like the barrel being less exciting? Or is it? You were watching at home. How was your experience at home? Well, Scott's the, watching somebody get shot right the now. Barrel, Who is this, by the way? I don't know, but... Um, Looks like maybe Jordy? Somebody's it's getting It's sort a of a Travis Sham mockery that you don't have any of this information in, oh. in the press room. Zing. You got to watch it online. Who is it? This guy's ripping. Of course, they all are. They're all professional. It's athletes. not Jordy. We know that now. No, he got Michelle deep. He got Michelle spit Michelle on, Perez. and he did not make this. So my answer to that question is this: especially the end tube on the right, the one we just saw Michelle Perez not make. That one, if you're going to outrace it, I think that's the one you have to you have to get in deep and you have to challenge it and you have to make it. You can't be halfway back. I've seen Stalling. some guys that are out in front of it, and it just looks lame. Yeah. Like, you should be underscored for that. Now, if you're going... To, Philippe's wave was interesting because he actually got in it. First of all, he, he did that incredible aerial at the beginning of the wave, right? right? So he already had an insane score, and he got a good tube on that second, on the first tube on the right. And as he came through this section that we're talking about, he did get a little cover, but he did come out of it. He kind of did it perfectly because he did get a little cover, but he came out of it with such speed and he finished it off with an incredible aerial maneuver. And so I think if you're gonna 
if you're going to ride the wave and outrace that final section, I want to see a little bit of, a, of the tube and then come out and do something magnificent. I don't want you to be out in front of it and then do something magnificent. I need to see a little bit of both. Right. I want you in the barrel and coming out and doing something magnificent. Sounds like dramatics are the key. Kind of, yeah. It's just kind of like when you don't know whether they're going to make it or not is the exciting thing. If you see them stalling for the barrel, that's not exciting. And you know that they can make that, you know? So maybe it's just dramatics. What was your experience viewing at home? Was it exciting or was it boring? That's the I question. I kind of dug it. I kind of liked it. I was a little bit, I kind of had it on in the background while I was doing other work, you know, okay. which is code for watching Tiger Woods on TV. But um, but I watched it. I enjoyed it. I, I was sort of fascinated. I think I sent you a text. I thought Caroline Marks, I was really impressed with her surfing. And, you know, that doesn't <laughs> And I love women surfing, so it makes tons of sense that she surfed really great. Like, I, I was really impressed with her pacing on the wave you know she was kind of calm cool and collected yeah. she ripped the crap out of it a few of the guys seem a little chaotic they seem like they're trying too hard or they don't know they have maybe haven't ridden the wave enough caroline's impervious to nerves she's like griffin in that way huh she's so young they're so young that they're just like hey i'm just stoked to be here i'm gonna go out and rip and they just in her style i mean people compare her to aki but in the modern era, there's nobody that surfs with that style. I mean, on the men or the women's side, it's like completely refreshing and unique to see her approach. She's lead-footed and like low center of gravity and doesn't, just like blows through lips. Like doesn't matter if it's like a dumping section, she just kind of makes it. Well, we're here in Lamar and it's pretty fascinating, and mostly because I think as you and I know, when we came here for the first time, to walk onto these grounds, it's 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 surreal. First of all, it's just it's mind blowing that this thing exists, and then secondly, when you see the first wave come through, uh, it just blows your mind. So there, you see a lot of that when you're kind of milling about. That oh, we just got here, and oh, here's a wave, and they run up to the wall and they see the wave for the first time, and yeah. they're like, wow. And I will say this: the camera angle, because it's up high, it makes the wave look a little smaller. The wave's bigger at eye level. Totally. When you're walking along the side of the pool and the wave passes you, it looks actually legit, you know? It looks head high and uh, critical. By the way, Scott, um, I'm glad to see that you're protecting your precious eyesight this weekend here in Lemoore with right. your spyoptic.com glasses. <laughs> exactly, I have my spy optics. That's well, good, it, how are you? Good to see you. Yeah, thanks. That's what I told him, I'm like, dude, golf course outfit. Yes. Golf course outfit for sure. I'm wearing white, I'm wearing white. What? Yeah, yeah, you wanna talk? You're on. You're on already. It's too late. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. Um, how much would you pay to ride the wave? Uh, Who are we I talk would pay. Well, when we came in November, we all discussed this, and I thought I would pay a thousand bucks for a day right. to ride ten waves. Yeah. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I'd pay a thousand bucks. I mean, I could do it like once a year, or afford it. You know, for me in my particular. <laughs> but yeah, I would pay. I would pay a thousand bucks for what we like ten waves from priority and then scraps so you get more probably but yeah i'd do that i would absolutely do that thanks for stopping by i don't Appreciate think they'll it. sell it to you for that price yeah. i think their price is higher i think the price is high. i think wake is yeah i think their price yeah. is 60 grand right? crazy so. all right scott who did we just talk to our, our very good friend from surfline mr marcus sanders so spyoptic.com. Thank Spy you Optic. for keeping us dialed yes. and keeping us seeing happy. Yes. If any listeners want to benefit from Spy, actually use promo code podcast and you'll get a free t-shirt when you check out. They'll just zero out the cost, put it in your cart. Yes. And then um, 
You know the pool or the lake next door? You're actually welcome to jump into. They should have told the consumers this. So what kind of board shorts would you wear if you jumped in that lake? Oh, there's only there's only one choice, there's right? Only one brand. I've just packed my Need Essential board shorts, so I'm pretty psyched. Perfect. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? It does. I'm looking for the trash can. No, you always distract me when I'm trying to formulate so, a thought. By your <laughs> it's hard to do show, not produce. I don't have any production. I'm just, what do you mean? I, You're I, a pro at that. I That's what you do. I just walked up and sat down and started talking. Rocking the chop hop too, dude. I am? Yeah, you are. It's because the visor you gate, really the visor are. makes the chop hop go big. It makes it stick Tell up. me about your guests. I understand you've had a lot of good guests. Has it been productive for you here doing it's, podcasts? It's been wildly You've been doing productive. something for Hurley, right? Yeah. Well, I told them I was coming and obviously they sponsor the event. So um, they're basically feeding me guests and kind of helping me out a little bit oh, with cool. access. So that must be difficult, pressure packed. Well, so leading into the event, I was actually feeling a lot of anxiety because I didn't know exactly what the structure of the show would be. Yeah. So I pre-produced a couple of segments that I knew I could just kind of work as a framework and uh -huh. then maybe fill in with interviews on the fly. Uh -huh. So I've got the handheld mic and I'm just walking around in the back oh, behind okay. the scenes oh, okay. and pulling people in and just being like, hey, do you want to do an interview real quick? And I'll be honest, the athlete interviews um, from if you're one of the kind of legacy media, the athlete interviews are the gold. I'm not so interested in the athlete interviews. Like yesterday, I met the kid who actually lives on Surf Ranch. Oh, that's killer. The house uh, right behind the fence. Yeah. His family owned the adjacent, that property right there with the lake since 1997. Kelly's crew bought this property uh, a few years ago, then built Surf Ranch. He had never cared about surfing. He had never surfed before in his life. Yeah. Raymana taught him how to surf three years ago. And now he's getting barreled in the pool and making it out of barrels. He's, he's, our new, he's the first years. Rick Kane. He could be he's, the first Rick Kane. He truly is. What's his name? His name's uh, Spencer, I think, Perkins. And he's just, does he have old. an accent? Like a, no, like, but he's from Lamore. I mean, he's kind of got a Lamore. Does he chew tobacco? Or? I bet he was, actually. He looks like a guy who would. Does he wear boots? He wears boots. He said he, he gets barreled and then he comes out and puts his cowboy boots on. Does he eat red steak? Raw? For sure. Good man. Spencer. But I mean, that, is, that to me is the more interesting story here is like what's happening to the town of Lemoore, you know, because of this. Becoming surf stoked. You know what else? At least the Groms, right? The kids are probably psyched. There could be a world champ that was born in Lemoore or Waco. That would be cool. We'll see. Would it? It seems like that's still far-fetched. Once there's four or five of these installations built around the country, perhaps we'll have a... World, a world champion, or even you know, obviously the first step would be to have a guy on tour that's that's from a wave pool that, that, that calls his home Lamore. Like when you see his little media band on the bottom of the screen, it says Lamore, California. I think Kelly should do that. That would be cool. Just to stake his claim here and like, you know what? What's really cool is you, you for tax purposes, you can just move to Waco and get no no personal income tax and call Texas your home, and you. And you, you know, like they couldn't question it because you're a pro surfer and you're stationed in Waco. Shane Magnuson. Right. But I mean, if you were on tour and you right. were trying to. Right, right, right. Um, the one thing that I don't think anybody fully realizes is the context of this pool in the midst of this like low lying, super dusty. When you're driving down Lamore Avenue, which is probably like a quarter of a mile that way, and you kind of glance over and you just see in the midst of these houses, this long running fence. It looks like there's something secretive happening on this property, which it was for a long time. And then kind of the scaffolding, it just looks crazy. You know, it looks very out of place. And then obviously when you see what it is, 
it's even more of a spectacle. But it's hard to give listeners who are just viewing online the understanding of really where it you is. You know, one of the coolest perspectives is when you're flying into Fresno and you're looking down on obviously the land below you and you see a little, you'll see a pool. There's pools like this all over the place. Little aqueducts, oh, you know, okay. more or less, just like you know, water holding tanks, you know, yeah. for agriculture. And you look down and you go, oh man, you could just put a put a train in there, you know. Right. The train kept it rolling. Yeah, it's easy to do, right? Yeah. Uh, looks like Kelly's going to be paddling out. I'm not paddling out, but um, what are your thoughts on this adjusted contest format? You know, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm actually counting it finding it kind of fascinating only because it's new to me you know in many respects it's sort of like racing it's like okay go out there you know get in your car run down the the race strip get a time and then the next guy has to beat that time and some have suggested oh you know it's a bummer because there's not this man-on-man competition it doesn't really breed any sort of um drama the thing that you and i are looking for i wouldn't say drama but um competitive um zeal so to speak but what it what it you could argue that every single time a guy goes into a heat there is that moment where he could best somebody else so instead of like the final heat producing this monumental moment where one guy gets first and the other guy gets second every single heat gives us those moments so there's actually like 42 of those moments in a day rather than just one. But as the viewer, you're still adjusting to that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInjobs.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. Free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know what's funny? I was kind of conflicted about um, thinking that the ocean has a finite resource in waves, right? And here you can manufacture as many as you want. But I think the opposite has happened. Here they feel more finite and the surfers themselves only get you know, six opportunities in the qualifying rounds. So in the ocean, in theory, there's an endless number yeah. of waves, actually. So it's kind of interesting. I that think that's kind of a good thing because uh, that I, I really agree. puts a lot of pressure it on the does. competitors. This is where, you know, look, they're all great surfers, but who's got the mental game to be able to handle the pressure, be relaxed, have a rhythm and some music flowing in your brain. 
and be able to surf knowing this is your only time. If you fall, you're done. And you see a lot of the guys succumbing to that pressure, especially on day one. Guys saw, weren't even finishing waves. I know. I saw a lot of it. It was, it was actually kind of embarrassing. Like the strata between the top five guys who we saw last yeah. night versus that first day or two, it's like there's a huge difference. It yeah. actually adds a lot of credence to what you've advocated for, which is fewer surfers on tour. You know what I mean? Yeah, fewer Those surfers top five would be guys. good. This does really kind of, you see the cream rise to the top. I mean, it'd be interesting at the end of this event to see how many of the bottom level guys made it through to the top eight or even to the top 16. And you could probably argue if you didn't even make the top 16, you're not even invited next time. Like, let's just, let's just cut the, you know, yeah. let's just get to the cream. I think right now in that leaderboard, in the top eight is Kanoa. Oh, absolutely. I, do you, don't you remember that I predicted that he would win this? Did you? Yeah, you roll and I, the, our last roll episode. Roll the tape, dude. I, was I need like, evidence. Kanoa, we'll go back and listen to it. It's all um, true. I do remember you saying that, actually. It's because he's got the arena. He doesn't have nerves, you know? He's By the way, it's lunchtime here in the media tent, and it looks like... <laughs> Don't worry, by the time this airs, it'll be dinner time. <laughs> and it looks like they're serving chicken or fish and probably red meat because we're in Lemoore. And, um, no? Turkey burgers, of course. Organic turkey burgers, I bet. And black bean burgers. I, I am so sorry. I apologize. They've got nice, healthy eats here. And we're excited about it. Thanks for providing, by the way. This is a guy We've got Joe Carberry sitting right next to us. And Joe is probably the editorial director, I'm going to say, for the inertia. So let's get some feedback, some insight from Joe. Joe, you were just telling me that you did something interesting yesterday, some interviews with athletes. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I actually love that that little insight on the guy living on the ranch, too. I like those side stories, too. They're my favorite. So, um, But, yeah, I, I did find there's some interesting stuff. It's cool to get him away from the the after mic you know when they get off the wave and like we're gonna actually talk and i got to talk to like jordy and connor and and uh you know a bunch of guys and one thing that was like really spicy i think is that there's a bit of bitterness about the points in this contest going for the world title so that was a really big sticking point for people i think there's a little bit of uneasiness about that and guys that are like jordy who are right in the middle of it um, and then like Jeremy and Jordy both talked about the size of the wave, you know, it's still really small for them. Mm. And so for Jordy, a guy who's, you know, I like, he's the same size, kind of similar size to right. me, he can't fit in that barrel. Right. So he says just going for errors, you know, it doesn't even help him to try to right. fit in that tiny little pocket, you know. So that was super interesting, I you know. I think that's then, a valid point. Yeah, I think that's is. a valid concern for the bigger surfers on tour. That well, especially a guy like Jordy who's like, how much time has he put in to try to get this world title? And we've all kind of hoped for it, wished for it, and then he comes down and you have a contest like this that could affect the end of the year, you know? And then, you know, another thing I talked to, you know, Keanu was like, which is really weird, like a lot of these guys are, are hyper, you know? They're athletes. They want to be in the water all the time. So right. it's not like if they're not at a heat of pipe, they can't go out and surf down the way, you know? They right. can't like or at trestles, they can't go rub their frustrations off on a wave. They're you know? just stuck so, in that little yeah. that little shelter back there, hiding from everyone that wants to get an autograph. And they're probably playing video games or like reading Sports Illustrated. Or totally, something. you know. And I think it's like I think it's hard. Well, the other on the other side though, what they do like is I think a lot of them get sick of the hassle to start a heat. They get sick of the okay, he kicked out. Does he have priority? He's sprinting back to beat me. You know, there's all oh, those okay. little, which we kind of like. Right. Fans, the little right. dramas in between yeah. the drama, you yeah. know, and 
but they just they don't mind sitting next to the fence and knowing the wave is all theirs. So, yeah, that's on our site right now. It's you know what the athletes are actually saying. So it was pretty cool to talk. To One of guys. the other things that that was brought up to me that I think is interesting that that you may be able to flesh out is this concept that you know David and I have talked about this at length. A guy that's in the competition owns this wave and gets more time on this wave than anyone. On some level, that doesn't seem fair. Now, are we nitpicking, or is this like a moment in Spinal Tap, or do you <laughs> think that that's a valid concern? Um, I mean, like Seabass said, he's like these waves are so long that they're a little too long, you know. And so that sounds they, like blasphemy. They, I know, but he's like he said, it's just you're so wasted. It's an extreme athletic feat if you can pull an air at the end of a you know mile long ride or whatever these guys. But yeah, I mean. I don't think I think it is good to see like just like for me, for some personal preference, to get to watch professional athletes solely on their own stage is nice. But one aspect I've heard people talk about that might be kind of cool is to have guys in the water when you have a fall, a guy can pick up that wave and kick, get extra points. You know, maybe just nothing over a seven for a for a for a you know a, a yeah for a poached wave but at least you know you're keeping the crowd involved I and mean, maybe it is kind of crazy because the crowd is a ways away from the wave so anyway just constant entertainment but yeah i see what you're saying yes or no tell us right now don't hold back i think the general consensus from no, no, talking, your thoughts well I'm, I'm i'm i tried to stay educated as a journalist and take other thoughts and my opinion is yes Obviously, he's he like basically lives here, right? By the way, like, Kelly's in the water now, so this this crowd should go crazy oh, for Slater. He's it. he's on the screen behind us. If you guys are interested, in one one thing you got to credit Kelly though is like, and then Surf does this. You can look at so many so many instances. Bali, the Gold Coast, Southern California, is it creates economy. It creates a huge kind of a new economy, whether you like that or not. And Lemoore is going. And I, you know, I talked to some of the locals too. It's like. There's going to be a bustling economy around this. You look at Missoula, Bend, Boise, these places where they put surf waves. Surf is just, it annoys the hell out of purists, but it creates economy. It's just the way it is. And this is going to create economy for people around here, you know. It's, it's, maybe they need it, you know. So that, I credit to Kelly for doing more than just surf. Here he is. Kelly on his backside with a first top turn, a second top turn, fin drift, kind of a steep drop down the wave face, another turn floating it now with a big carve another straight up vertical hack and god it would be horrible to be a broadcaster trying to call these events because i'm already bored with what i'm saying <laughs> and another chain and another chain so look he's ripping it backside deeper off the bottom this time deep even deeper off the bottom joe you're joe's <laughs> taking it i'm waiting for the barrel here it is Ooh. But the left is really hard for these guys, I, I've heard. Much oh, man. Is he oh, okay, Ooh. that was pretty deep. And does he finish it with something? Yeah. We'll give this back to David, though. Thanks for letting me sit in. Love yeah. your podcast, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Joe Carberry from the Inertia. Um, so that last wave was interesting, right? The, the, the yeah, most the fascinating surfer in the world, perhaps. The greatest of all time. He rode a left. He ripped the crap out of it. I wasn't necessarily over the top about it, but the, I was waiting for the, t I found myself waiting for the end section, the waiting for the tube section. I f so yes, Kelly does have an unfair advantage by owning the keys to the property. However, he's outclassed um, athletically by the younger guys. You know what I mean? Like he can't do 
what Felipe and Gabriel are doing out there. Period. Regardless of are how well he Are you sure he's not holding back? Yeah, I'm positive. I mean, no, I'm not sure he's not holding back, but he can't do what Felipe and Gabriel are doing, even if he gives it his all. Do you think? Like, like Felipe's? I think that I think the one thing about him is that he knows that he has he's probably only got one in, one moment in him. He can't just do him like Felipe, like boom, boom, boom. So I think he's going to have to go there eventually, and it'll be tomorrow if he makes it into the top eight. He would not give it his all now. Where is he? Number twelve or something? Oh, really? Uh, so he needs something big what on the right. What was his score on? So what's his high score on the left? Does it say which one's a left and which one's a right? So he needs to replace the left, which is a 6.07. Did he just do that? I don't even know. I think he could. It was a pretty deep backside, too. And each of those turns were actually really, really critical in, like, sections that guys are kind of avoiding so that they don't fall. I mean, I'd, I'd give that a 7.5, I'd say. Maybe 7. Pretty deep. Scott. I can see how it would be difficult for Jordy, though. Scott, your two waves out there would be on... They would they would uh, score maybe maybe it wouldn't be the top eight but they would score. That's they'd be very six, nice. They'd be sixes or six fives in this event. That would be very that's very kind of you to say that's. And I guess they would have to be judging style <laughs> and bottom turns. That's all I got. Um, Did have you interviewed uh, Nick Carroll? I saw Nick up here. Yeah, we're I'm supposed to. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but we should definitely grab him. Um, what else, dude? Do you want to talk about anything not surf ranch related? I know there's been so much that's been going there, on. The Mavericks debacle. There the has equal been. Pay for women surfing. Like. I'm a little concerned that I'm not super prepared for it, but... 7.27. Okay, so we just Kelly. got Kelly's score, which is so why there was a... The left. So he got an improvement on his left, and he needs like a 9.9 nine or something. Can he... Is he combo? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, the... The fans are just, it's pretty packed in here. What was the crowd like yesterday? A lot lighter. A lot lighter. Thursday, yeah. first of all, was not open to the public. And then yesterday was like a third of this, I would say. All right, Kelly's Kelly's going on, on his right, right hand. straight at us. And he's... You could watch it live right behind you. It's a little far away, but oh, no. Okay, late float makes... I think he's, di- I think he's disgusted barrel. with that first move yeah he seemed like body language is like oh i kind of blew this wave already but he's very very deep he's very deep deeper than most on the right comes out with stephanie gilmore style not every wave is the same like that one drained out more than a lot of the others and he's in that middle section where he can do a lot kind of i don't know i sense that his body language is that it's not gonna alley-oop Oh, Joe just told me that he could do the alley-oop Felipe did. That's proof that he can't. Right. Right? He shut us down. I love when that happens. That's exactly right. Well, maybe we can get Nick Nick Carroll to talk with us. Hi, Nick. How are you, mate? Good to see you, bud. How you doing? Here, Nick, hold my mic. Scott. So, Nick, um, I know you're... Who are you riding for? Who are you here for? Uh... Myself, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm Taking writing some in. stories for Coastal Watch and probably a couple for Surfline and who yeah. knows who else. But really, just for me, I just was interested, man. Yeah, really yeah, interested. exactly. That's kind of why I'm here. Yeah, it's yeah. just fascinating. It feels like we're part of history, and I'm stoked to be a part of that. No, His- look, I'm seeing history is a big a history is a big freaking call, man. Right, right. <laughs> it's a big call. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's not like we're assassinating Prince Ferdinand in Serbia or whatever. But well, there may be some assassinations going on here, but. It's, <laughs> 
it's 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 not the archduke right exactly <laughs> thank you the archduke that's what i meant so what's your what's your takeaway if i can get a summary like you land in australia and your your brother says what what do you think you know give me your your gut analysis uh okay well like there's there's like i've got a wide range of thoughts this is one of the burdens of of having surfed for a really long time in your life is is surfing slowly grows more complex as you grow up you know and so it's like i just talked to griffin right and i asked him the same questions i've been asking everyone today and i'm interested in the people who bombed out today not in the people who are getting through like who cares great hooray it's great to win no one cares i love that that you're doing that once you once you get ejected from the event you can kind of talk about it right And, and think about it and so like some of these people have given me the most considered answers, like fascinating answers. And Griff, I talked to Griff about it, and he's like, oh yeah, man, it's really, it's just really good, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's great, uh, you know, oh, I'm just gonna go home, might go to the 10,000 in Portugal, and like, he doesn't have to think much about it, you know? Right. Like, so when you're a kid, you don't, you don't have to think this sh- shit through. You right. just respond to the situation. Yeah, there's not as much context there. Yeah, yeah, but this is, I have a ton of context, but I have no, not much context around this pool, and that's what I find really fascinating. Yeah. because it's, it's all quite sort of like it's being invented as it goes along. It feels like it's on a leaderboard of its own. Like you're watching today, like people are kind of leapfrogging people, and people are getting kicked out, and people are just suddenly appearing out of nowhere and jumping up, like Miggy did you know yeah it feels like that's what this pool's doing as we're watching in the context of competitive surfing you're just seeing it kind of like going up and down a bit then up and sort of down a bit and then like yeah can't tell where it's going to end up yet but um let me ask you this we just jumped into second yeah 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 yeah. let me ask you this there's was by the way it was one of the best lefts of the day not just in the surfing sense but also in the way it hit the reef and everything yeah. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's actually a great segue to my next question because David and I have said, you know, is it really fair that the owner of this pool and somebody who it's assumed has some ownership stake in the WSL is also a competitor in this event? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, okay. Look at him right now. He's down here on the deck in front of everyone, right? And he's doing a stretch routine post surf okay and he's checking out his foot right he's got his cap on he's uh watching other people in the wave um he's the ultimate freaking showman and uh, if he wasn't in this i thought about this too i thought this is kind of bogus i mean you know he'd probably be doing a great job in commentary right now they really seem to me like they need something in that area at this event yeah because this is there's no oceanic entertainment value yeah the commentators have to rise to it and when kelly's in the booth it spikes a lot but i think it'd be travesty if he wasn't competing here right you know yeah because after all he's the freaking maestro of this and like people accuse him of being too egotistical or attached to the sport or whatever uh, i'm like what the what is wrong with you like what if you got any awareness of yeah. what it must be like to have spent your whole life focused on this to the point where you've summoned up tens of millions of dollars to build a freaking wave pool so it looks like the wave you dreamed of when you were eight yeah and you've got 11 world championships and like and you're in your last dying year as a competitor far out why wouldn't you be 
hear you surfing in it and being on the deck. Well, I agree with you. <laughs> I, 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 what you're basically, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but basically the upside is way better than the downside, and he's he's deserving of it. He's proven to us over 25 years or whatever it's been that um, this is sort of his moment. And uh, in many ways, like like I said, the upside of him being involved, it would it would almost be remiss not to have him here. Um. Well. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's not quite how I think of it. Like, like <laughs> words uh, in your mouth. He's <laughs> making the choice. It's no one else's choice. Right. He's making the choice to compete here. He's made the choice not to compete in most of the other events this year. He's gone. This one's mine. I want to yeah. go in it. You know, I bet he totally, in his heart right now, no matter what he tells Rosie on the deck right now, in his heart he'd be going, I would so love to win this contest. I would just... Yeah. He would just cry. He would cry. Yeah, it would be sweet. And then he would retire. Wow, that's a great take right there. If he wins, he's retiring, says Nick Carroll. I love that. Fuck, you know it, Kelly. You know that's what you want, mate. You want to win a last contest so you can go, yeah, and you want it to be this one. Come on, just claim it. I love that. Good stuff. <laughs> I love that you talk to him as if he listens to our podcast. That's uh, I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you, Nick Carroll, for your insight. We might grab you later for more of that. I, I think he'd still show up at Pipe. I don't think he'd retire right now. Right. Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater would show up at Pipe is what we're saying. He would still yeah, show up. Yeah. He can't Nick, say Nick's no. Agreeing that. So, hey. I mean, honestly, he just jumped to number two on the leaderboard. That's amazing. That's so cool. So what did he get on the on the right-hander? He got what? Did you know the score roughly? I didn't see the score. No, I didn't see the score, but he already had a good – he had an eight-something on his previous right, so I so think he, he just bettered he, he the bettered left, down. and that was enough. Oh, he bettered the left, and that's yeah. what it was. Okay. Yeah. This is all transitional still. Like, we're still trying to just absorb what's happening. Yes. But can you see this becoming a part of our – landscape five and ten years from now either as a one-off event each year and then potentially as like an actual tour a pool tour what if they did one event in waco one event here did like a pool tour because those are very different waves look at the end of the day i think that the core fan base can stomach one event in a pool i i the fact of the matter is the four the core fans you and me we're ocean enthusiasts, you know, and if there was just strictly a pool tour, I'm not sure if I'd be tuning in. This event seems like must-watch TV, but I'm not sure if five years down the line I'm going to care about uh, a sort of a, a Waco event, you know, in Pennsylvania or whatever. And that's nothing against the wave or the pool. I love surfing it. It's just that I'm an ocean enthusiast, and I want to see... Big bombs at Chopu and big bombs at Pipeline and big pump and you know perfect sand peelers at Kira and yeah. I just love all of that stuff that sort of surrounds the actual riding of the wave. So the thing is, you could have it all. Well, you as everyone knows, you lose the spontaneity of the ocean here. You know, but I mean, and you it's, can it's you can have the ocean. Bad. You can have the ocean experience, but then additionally, a wave pool tour. You know what I mean? Not one or the oh, other. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying if, if it was only, yeah. it was one or the other. Yeah. Um, by the way, I went to Waco since we last talked. Yes. I, I didn't even know that I was going when I last saw you and you were talking about it, but a listener heard our conversation and then emailed me the next day and he's like, dude, I have a trip of guys, or I have a group of guys that's going. We already booked everything, pool times, and one guy just backed out. Do you want to come? And so I made it happen in like five days, just like cleared the schedule bought a ticket and went 
It's freaking amazing. The power of the podcast, by the way. That's cool. I'm glad you got to surf the wave. And did you, uh, I didn't hear your pod on it, but I did see that you were like, look, this is the Kelly Slater pool is the Ferrari and Waco's the Honda Civic or something was your analogy. Chaz forced the analogy and I thought about it a lot more since then. Um, I could pick more accurate vehicles to represent which car, which pool is which. Right. This is like an Audi A8, and that's like one of those raced out Subarus. You're getting pretty specific. Does the Audi A8 have leather? Or Absolutely. It only fully, comes in leather, probably. Fully dialed, <laughs> right. like solar-powered air conditioning so that it's already cool when you get in the car after a hot day, the whole nine. But it's twice the price, you know, or it's three times the price. Both will get you from point A to point B, it, but the the Subaru analogy is because it's like those things are race cars. You know, you can bank turns fast and get up and go real quick. That's what the Waco pool is. Yeah. Did By you way, did you surf the expert level or the? So pro? we did we did one intermediate session, then the next morning did a private session. Oh, you're kidding! And then you an got the private session. wave, dude. The private wave, you can dial up whatever you want. And was it was Shane, it insane? Yeah, Shane's like, "What do you guys want to do?" We're like, "We want to get barreled." He goes, "Perfect. We got this backdoor wedge where the you take off on this crumbly beginner wave, and then the thing TP's in front of you. You could see this triangle start happening, and you basically just take the low road, point your board kind of towards the beach, and stand there, and it TP's over you, and you yeah, come yeah. out. And then we're like, "All right, let's do that." And he goes, "Okay, we'll do that for 20 minutes. Then what do you want?" We're like, "We want to try to do airs." Okay, perfect. We got this other wave stand up go as fast as you can and just run into the end section it's like all right cool so we'll do that for a bit it's freaking radical dude it's rad insane yeah i'm stoked that you got to get that experience i wish i would have you know that that's sort of what i was hoping to get but that i didn't get it's it is it was such a more uh the experience was much better for my ego than my experience here at surf ranch or surfing surf ranch because it's such a finite resource at Surf Ranch that all of the anxiety that you feel with each wave strips away your just joy, your unfettered joy. Whereas in Waco, it's like, I ate it on a couple waves. I didn't catch a couple waves. I could shake it off and just immediately get another one right away and do what I can do in the ocean. And then I feel good again. And then the next one, no more nerves, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that, that experience of it was far superior. What was your percentage make miss on the pro level wave? What do you mean make and miss? Like how many, did you miss any waves? Did you not I, catch the wave? No, I caught almost everything at Waco. That that ceased to be a problem almost immediately. Falling on waves, I fell on, I'd say 20 to 30% of the waves. Yeah. And then surfing to my full ability level, maybe 5% of the waves, you right. know, or 10% of the waves, right. where I actually felt like those are turns I would do in the ocean. Uh, the expert wave though, you're right, is very difficult to surf, but not in a way that it, ocean wave is difficult to surf. It's just, it's not really, um, it's not like a wave in the ocean. You know, it, it is critical, but it, there's nowhere to even place a turn. It's almost like it's got like a, not chopu, but like a real cupped out kind of like critical, but it's not big enough to really get your board into yeah. the curvature of the wave. Yeah, you're, you're at the bottom the whole time, no matter what. And, and you're like looking at it going, okay, I'm going to get a section. And then you, no, no, no. Okay, the next one. And then that's next what one. I found about the, the expert level wave was yeah. that... You, you you were always by the time you thought about it it was too late and yeah i don't know maybe i'm just old and can't no. surf 
No, no, no. I agree with you completely. You couldn't fit your board into the curve of the wave. And, and then, then the intermediate wave was super fun. So fun. I know. The intermediate wave. Me too. Me too. And, and Shane said as much, but I never got the pro private lesson thing. The private is freaking A, dude. Being able to dial up what you want is ridiculous. How many guys were there? Five. Killer. They had booked the trip for five and one guy backed out. Oh, so. you're laughing. I know. It's amazing. So, but I, I mean, I highly recommend that trip for anybody who lives in Southern California or striking distance. You know what I found interesting in talking with Nick is that he's only interviewing, he's only interested in guys that are now out of the event, which I think is really a smart way to do this. Why is that? Because it's like I mentioned earlier, you know, although the thrill of victory is great and we can see it on the TV, the agony of defeat is the one aspect that you're not going to get yet with this WSL broadcast. And I want to know how people feel when they're out of the event. That's the most, in my opinion, you know, it's, it's more fascinating. We've talked about that in other CT events. They need to interview the loser yeah. right after he loses. Yeah. I want to hear some steam. I want to hear some disgust. I want to hear, all, really all I want is I want honest and sincere answers about their feelings about not being, you know, going through the event. Let me ask you this. Now kind of being here, seeing the amount of effort that's put in, how hard everybody's working, the amount of expense, does it make you less critical of our analysis? Like I, you know, like, do you want to, uh, do you have more sympathy? For my evang evangelicus, how do I say that? Evangelizing? That? Evangelizing? I Am I evangelizing? On, I don't mean while we're on site, I just mean in future shows that you and I do. Let's say when we watch the Pipe Masters this year, do you feel like you will be as critical of their broadcast and maybe shortcomings of judges or commentators? Kind of now well, seeing I don't the inner know, workings I, of First it. of all, I don't know that we've been unduly critical. I think we, you and I have both said that's an incredibly difficult thing to, to pull off is a three or four day broadcast. It's, it's just difficult. Yeah. And no other sport really is asked to do that. I mean, the NFL's three hours. You know, it's not 31 hours. I think somebody was telling me that cricket is that way. Oh, yeah. The cricket, they do have long... They'll go like five seven days. Seven-day test, five-day yeah. test or something like that. How not, Jordy's just getting shacked through the middle right now on the right. Uh, and having Jordy to negotiate Smith. it, too, a little bit. So, so I don't think we're being hypercritical. Uh, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I appreciate and understand that it's... I mean, you and I are doing an hour right now, and I'm having a hard time filling this space. Can you imagine four it's, days of this yeah it's partially because you're distracted by all of the hoopla okay jordy oh, oh the horror the big man went Hi, down on you? an alley-oop um yeah sit right there enjoy yourselves we'll interview <laughs> you as your mouth is full we'll just <laughs> they're a support crew but we need them oh I, i'm big fans thanks yeah. for for helping us we feel are you actually from hydro flask I love Hydro Flask. Hydroflask. is supporting this event and uh, got us dialed. Scott, you I got a grab new, yourself a Can tumble. I get a Hydro Flask? I, I'm a huge fan of Hydro Flask. Don't you eat. I'll go get the Hydro Flask in a minute. That's very nice. Hydro Flask, I'm a huge fan. And I didn't know what a big fan I was until I got one and I realized that it keeps my coffee super warm, hot, and it keeps my drinks super cold. And for a long time. Do you, give her the yes. mic. Do, give her the mic, Scott. Hydroflask. Uh, do you have actually case uh, studies? Like how long will it keep it at a certain temperature, you know? Well, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into that. You okay. know, like what kind of ice you're using and how full you packed it. And did you put a liquid in there with it? 
So I don't know if we want to go down that scientific road. It's but. 7 a.m. <laughs> on a 68 degree morning and I leave the house and I put 150 degree <laughs> coffee in this 40 ounce. Oh. How long will it stay? All day. 150 I mean, degrees. Yeah. Okay. It, it'll probably keep it hot till tomorrow. Honestly, yeah. don't want to put it in at that temperature because you're not going to be able to drink it at that temperature. You really want to put it in at the temperature that you want to drink it at because it's going to be that temperature when you're ready to drink it. So you got to be a little careful when you're going back. Good to know. Good to know. We want to let fans know that so they don't burn themselves at, right. in the afternoon when they go for their next sip of coffee. That's right. But um, you can leave it in the hot sun all day and you'll have ice at the end of the day and tomorrow. So we're, I'm huge. You can tell from this bottle yes, that uh, this one's very one. rugged and used. Yes. I'm a big fan. So Although we appreciate your guys' support. People often like their dents. You know, they, yeah. they tell a story. Totally. They a little character. Well, we'll get you a new one. I'm not getting rid of this one, but thank you. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. No, and we appreciate your guys' support of the WSL and pro surfing at large. Yeah, so. well, obviously, it's such a great fit for the brand yeah. and a great organization to support. So. Totally. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Hydro So Dave's Hydro looks... I know you went to, like, you climbed the Himalayas with that thing, I think. This thing's been around the world, actually. It's got what we call personality. What's next, David Lee Scales? Um, longboard expression session tonight. How excited are you Maybe for we can get one of these photographers to talk to us. Um, I see Tom Survey over there. Tom, come on over. Hey, you know what? I gotta go. Shoot. Oh my God! I knew you were gonna just nag me. I just that's just Tom <laughs> at his fine. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna big league you, bass. You take a picture of a meeting. Uh, <laughs> Post it. How excited are you for the longboard expression session? Is there a longboard expression session? I'm not that excited. Should Why I? Not? Is Joel in it? No. I think I, I don't know everybody that's in it, but I don't think Joel is in it because he's not an ex, like he's a traditional logger. I think they've got like oh it's quote, high performance. Oh, it's going to be Taylor a wing nut. Oh, Taylor Jensen, he's a great surfer. Taylor Jensen's that guy. out. Um, Julian Wilson, by the way, just started up. surfing the pool last week. Was his yeah. first trip here, and everybody who witnessed it said that he was next level. And I thought last night he looked amazing on his first couple of runs. So a couple big backside groovy. Just getting his rhythm, finding his flow. There's a bigger one. Critical float. What I've noticed, guys like Kaloe and Dino project off the floater and actually gain speed. And not everybody's really doing that. Especially when it starts to get towards the barrel section, that becomes critical. Julian almost poked right there. This section's just boring on the left, right? You got to do kind like of. It just seems like they're just going through the motions it. on it until they're setting up for the this. Barrel. So Julian's. Oh, he's he's going for airs. Avoids the barrel. Oh. Okay. Okay, that was. How do you score so that? So this is exactly what I was saying. Avoid the barrel and go for a super critical maneuver. That's what Julian just did. It'll be interesting to see where this score comes in. I'm going to argue higher than the barrel. Well, that'll be fascinating. Because we know the guys can make the barrel. Yeah. We don't know the guys can make that. That was more critical than the barrel. There's totally. no doubt about it. Totally. <laughs> Who's your pick for the event, Scott? Men's side Kanoa. or men's side? I think Kanoa Igarashi, but... You think Kanoa over Julian, I mean, Philippe, and Gabe? I'm just saying. I'm sticking with Kanoa. I, I chose him a couple weeks ago. And okay. I'm just going to stick with my gut here. Ride it out. Uh, what about on the women's side? Uh, gosh. Lakey? Lakey looks pretty solid. I'm a believer, dude. The thing is, you're, uh, 
she's got the left pretty dialed. Like, if it's her and Steph, I think Lakey's got the left dialed, you know? Do you think we've done enough show? Yeah, I'll cut that part out. Um, but I think I we feel need... like we're just... I think we need to eat lunch. I do, too. Is what That's it is. another thing. I'm feeling a need yes. to refuel, so... Scott, this has been a pretty uh, special episode of Spit. <laughs> <laughs> Lots not, of guests. Might not we've even had, make the cut. <laughs> we've had more guests today than we've ever had. We can in get the another past. guest, but they're all eating. I could get Grant over here to talk to us. Like he's like, he no. just waved you off too. That's, all the photographers are waving us off. What does that say about photography? Um, they're just super bitter. They don't get paid enough. Well, they're hungry. Uh, well, Scott, I don't believe that for a minute. Grant says he's stoked, but. It, let me ask you this. How hard is it to shoot these guys? Is it difficult? I mean, it's pretty simple, right? Yeah, it's simple because the wave isn't really changing that much. So you just kind of frame your shot before they're even there and you just hope they get to you. And you just nail it. You know, 20 frames a second. Can't miss, man. What's it's the hard? What's frame the frame. hardest? What's the hardest part? Hardest part is being hydrated. Hardest part is when you're trying to do your interview and your phone. Oh, oh man. Wow, that ain't right. All right, Scott. Um, we shout need to out. eat before the photographers eat all the food. Real quick, shout out Neat Essentials. Neat Essentials. Neatessentials.com. Getting us through the summer, dude. We've had trunkable weather been in wearing, Southern Cal for so long. Need, and I put my wet dry bag in my. I packed my wet dry bag too. For your next trip? Yeah, for my trip in about three weeks. Sweet. Can you say where you're going in three weeks? Somewhere in Mexico. That sounds cliche, but it's true. Sick. Who are you going with? You got a big group or just? Just a bunch of old salty guys. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Going to actually try to get barreled in the ocean? I am. I'm going to try to. In the ocean. It's going to be happy I'm in the ocean. Um, well, neatessentials.com. And then, of course, what kind of shades are you going to be wearing down there? Trying Spy. to stay happy. Spyoptics.com, Spy baby. Yes. Thanks for the support. They are part of the reason why we're here in Lamore, California. Hydroflask. So, no, well, they don't support us. We're I'll gonna, send, it, I'll send gonna, them an invoice. We're going to hit them up. We're hitting you guys up for sponsorship after the show. We just want you to know that right now. Just be prepared. All right. Scott, great okay. to see you outside of Southern California, dude. All right. Until next time, adios and aloha. Aloha.